podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 17. As always, this week I'm joined by professional FIFA coach Steve Stokes, a.k.a. the foot coach and market expert who I'm sure is on cloud nine today, right foot. This is the Black Friday special. We've got tons to go over today, including the Signature Signings Squad, which is, looks to be an incredible squad despite an awkward name. We've also got Best of Team of the Week squads, several SPCs to go over today. We're going to talk about the live tuning update, recent gameplay changes. We're also going to be rolling out a new segment that we're going to be doing weekly on Footballer's Podcast called Foot Facts. So stay tuned to learn more about the game, things you may not have realized. And as always, we're going to have our questions and hot takes from the community. And while we're on community, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of the Footballers Premier Sponsors and Supporters. As an added benefit of being a Footballers Premier Sponsor, we're going to be inviting you guys to join us while we record and you can get the whole experience in live action. If something comes to mind, you want to pop in, ask a question, you can do that. So let us know. If you want to get involved, you can do so by joining the Discord with the link in the show notes. And you can become a sponsor or supporter by clicking the link in the show notes or by doing it in the Discord. Let's get into the show. Steve, the foot coach, how are you? Okay, bit frustrated. I'm sure we'll get to that later in the pod, but generally, yeah, all right. Cold, it's a bit chilly here in the UK. Yeah, you're all bundled up over there. It's warm here. It's like 60F. I don't know what that is in C, but somebody else can do the math. Paul, thanks for joining us this week. How are you? I am very good. Very, very good, in fact. How are you enjoying this Black Friday? I am absolutely loving this Black Friday, apart from the fact that I screwed up and f- were busy at work and forgot content came at 2 p.m. and not 6 p.m., but, you know. It happens, man. Black Friday, that is today. Today is Friday, November 26th. It is 2.30 p.m. in the U.S., and we are taking this content in live to you. And one thing I've always had a problem with with Black Friday Steve, I want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, any other Black Friday, you know, sales event, you get a good deal on things, right? You go, things are priced for a discount. You know, you get flash deals everywhere. You know, this is a day for the consumer. Maybe I'm just a cynic. I mean, I know I'm a cynic, but doesn't this just feel like a day for EA with the amount of lightning rounds and the amount of packs I've dropped today? I hear what you're saying, but maybe I'm a bit more of a cynic because I don't think that Black Friday itself is actually run for the benefit of the consumer. I don't think that... Many businesses operate at a loss over the Black Friday period, so it's all a bit of a scam, really. But yeah, I hear what you're saying in terms of uh, in terms of the way EA operate. I'm sure that they'd say, well, you know, we we do offer good pack deals, uh, maybe not discounted packs, but you can you can buy packs that aren't normally available. That would be their side of the story. But yeah, it's just. It's it's a big sort of calendar event for a lot of people because of the market crash that comes with it, isn't it? And uh, yeah. I, I think people see value in that sense and maybe get themselves a little bit confused, perhaps. Call it Crash Friday. Yeah, they're, they're not giving anything away, let's put it that way. Yeah. Now, Paul, I'm sure you have a different take on this as a, as a market expert trader. What do you think about the Black Friday as a whole with EA and, and EA Sports FIFA? This year, I think they've absolutely smashed it. The amount of content is ridiculous you know we've got two best of team of the weeks we've got two lots of the signature signings benzema spc we've just got a try dean and there's just loads we're getting spcs every hour but i can't be asked with it 
SPCs every hour because you need 90 chem. That takes me longer than an hour to do a 90 chem SPC. So, but yeah, it's good. I can't complain. I packed Ginola today. That I'll probably say that more than once in this pod, but I packed Ginola today. That's a good pull, man. That's, that's, I think that's the best hero in the game, right? Yeah. Well, I was ready to buy him today and Jesus, I packed rich. him. So I'm over the moon with that. Yeah, yeah. amazing. One of the best companies in the world, in my eyes. My favourite thing about that card is the young American kids that call him Ginola. <laughs> love it. Why do you love it? I don't do it. I'm being ironic. Oh, I was wanting you to say the word ironic. The thought he made cereal. <laughs> Paul, you mentioned uh, the best of Team of the Week 1. We're going to get a Team of the Week 2. That's going to come out on Saturday, and it will expire on Tuesday. The current one will be expired by the time you hear this podcast, because it will be Sunday night into Monday. Um, you know, granola. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Granola cereal. Yeah. Yes, that took yeah. a while to sink in. Yeah. 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 Jesus. My Christ. goodness. Good joke, Paul. Oh, not the man. worst. I've heard worse on this podcast. <laughs> Steve, I'm starting to think that it's not your game that's lagging, it's your brain. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Maybe it's time. Uh, time to go for the trip. Have you had your vac? Never mind. Where was I? Yeah. Leading up to Black Friday, we had a ton of content going into it and you could tell it was obvious they were trying to suck cards and content off the market. They wanted coins. They wanted all the cards to come off so that they could entice people to buy FIFA points and open these packs, which appears to be working. Leading up to it this week, we had Base Icon SBC, two Hero SBCs, Team of the Week Guaranteed SBC, 81 plus double, three Foundation SBCs, several Flash SBCs on Thanksgiving Day yesterday. You know, we're getting this new part of, of Black Friday. We I don't think we've ever had an actual promo team in a Black Friday with this signature series. What do you think about the signature series, Paul? I like it a lot. I like that they've not just given us best of team of the week and they've just thought, let's pick some of the meta cards, make a team of them, put them in packs. It's created a little bit more hype. Uh, and, I, and I like it. I like it a lot. What I don't like is the leaks. We knew every one of these at the beginning of this week and it just spoils it. Don't be a party pooper and fucking share leaks. And we'll probably get into this later, but I won't get into it, but it's just, it just frustrates the life out of me that we know about every bit of content days, not even a week before it even comes out. Why does it frustrate you so much? Because it's not, that's not how it's meant to be. People should know about it at the same time. People should not have unfair advantages and to be able to monetize leaks that they're getting from a game. I think we should all know about it at the same time. And as a trader, I don't want to know these leaks, but as a trader, I have to be on top of it or I lose coins. Well, we, we did a, a poll for the community because we saw this this question. We'll go over it now since we're on the topic of it. But George Coog sent a question and it asked about content leaks or basically said content leaks are, are, are shit. You know, they're ruining the game. They don't like them. Pulled the community. 31.7% said they do like the leaks. 42.1% uh, said they don't like the leaks. And 26% said they don't care. So the majority of the community either likes them or they don't care about them. I understand your point on it. The one thing I will say is, you know, going back to like gameplay and, and, and issues in the game, you always hear people kind of take up for EA saying, well, they have such a small, they have such a small team, you know, that. They don't have the, the amount of people they need to really develop this you know, on a, on a massive scale and stay on top of things. Well, if your team's that small, surely you know where the leaks are coming from. I mean, it can't be that hard to figure out if your team is so small you can't fix a problem in the game, right, Steve? Well, 
I, again, you know, I don't want to be too cynical, but I do. Are EA really that bothered that this is being leaked? Isn't it really to their advantage in a way? Because it's great publicity, isn't it? Great type. That's what. That's kind of what I'm. I'm alluding to that. I don't really think they're leaks. They're intended to come out. I mean, they they're pushing this stuff out the same way. You know, like White House press briefings. They'll they'll intentionally leak things so they can get out in front of it before if it's bad. You know, you've got to remember as well that these leaks are only real for people who have got social media accounts. And that's the probably, you know, not a massive percentage of the entire playing base, probably quite high. But not everybody's glued to the social media accounts if they have them, you know. So I don't think that, uh, I don't think EA would be particularly bothered, quite honestly. Yeah, I think they're behind it, personally. And I don't think they're going to stop. How they leak it will be interesting to find out. It'd be kind of cool to see who they leak to and how they get out. But Oftentimes, you can see it in the code, so it's not really a leak. Now, the, the specific details behind players, like the Benetta, I saw that one came out. That was an obvious leak, but like that has to come from them because you're getting individual attributes and stats. So me personally, I don't really care. I don't keep up with it that much. I just, when it comes out, I'll consume it. But what, what would you like to see happen? I'd just like promos to come out when this, you know, to be revealed, when EA reveals them, not when some kid in his bedroom decides to to post it on twitter um i think I, as an example now if i see a card and it's dropped 15 percent, my first thing in to think oh that's a good deal i go check the the leaks on twitter to see if that's the reason those cards have dropped and it shouldn't be like that you should just be able to and you know for people who don't know this they could think oh that card's cheap i'll buy it buy it and then four days later a similar card comes out and they lose most of the coins i've been paying for and and i think i probably put a little bit too much value in my coins but it just should just be fair everybody should have the same level of knowledge when it comes to that stuff you know if he said we're dropping a promo on friday they decide when they tell us what that promo is and what those cards are. Oh, you weren't taking trading quite so seriously this year, you said. Well, what I'm, to that? Not, I'm not spending as much time trading as I have done in previous years. I'm still, you know, ticking away. Come on, man, it's Black Friday. Cut him some slack. You won't even discard a ball that you pack, let's be honest. No, well, I, no. I, I don't <laughs> really quick sell anything. Probably a, a random Greek league manager or something, but... If it sells, I'm selling it. Mm. I've sold probably 200 gold contracts this week. Yeah, gold contracts have been selling like hotcakes, uh, all thanks to a certain member in our Discord who pointed that out. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, Rob told me in a, in a private message. He texted me yesterday and said, I'm not telling Paul any more of my leaks. He just told the whole Discord. <laughs> it's fine, isn't it? There's plenty of contracts to go around. Yeah. What I want to know is globally, do you think more hot cakes are sold than cold cakes? Because I would imagine that more units of cold cakes are shifted than hot ones. Yeah. I think it depends on when you get them. Like if you get there right when they open, they're probably hot. If you go to McDonald's on a, on 11 a.m. On a, on a Saturday, they're probably going to be cold. Still good either way. Selling like cold cakes. Yeah. Cold cakes. Or warm pies. Yeah. Trying to think of a segue into cold cakes and signature series. Anyways, back to signature series. What uh, what what cards are we looking to to get into our teams from the signature series, Paul? Um, some of these either are are studs, and some of them are duds. I mean, the pricing on these is, is just so drastically different. I mean, you've got some for thirty k. Some were almost near discard until people realized it was required for the Kareem Benzema flashback blackmail SBC. But that Kevin De Bruyne card looks disgusting to me. 
Which one are you looking to get in your team? I have bought a Tal already because uh, he, he fits into my team. Uh, links with Messi. I've got a Mares as well. He links with Mares. And I just like Atal's cards. They're always decent. Five-star weak foot. He can do it all. Pass, shoot, defend. Yeah. It'll be a great card. And I think there is some there is some great cards there. And like you said, there's Kevin De Bruyne, Yedda, Bernardo. Like you said, there's a few duds as well. But it's a yeah. decent team. I like it. But yeah, Atal's the one for me. I don't think I'll be buying any of the others yet. Steve? Yeah, some good cards there. Uh, the, the obvious ones, really. You know, Ben Yedda, De Bruyne, Sanchez. That's how screeny art looks really nice. The one that seems a bit underpriced to me is Diego Carlos. When you look that he's he's currently, I mean, I'm sure this will change, but he's currently 90,000 on Xbox. You compare him to the likes of Eder Militao, who's selling for considerably more than that. They're comparable cards, except that Diego Carlos has 80 overall pace, Militao has 85. Uh, the defensive stats, Diego Carlos actually comes out on top if you take defending and physical they're not identical, but I don't think that uh, it's currently a 306k price discrepancy. I don't think that that's really warranted. So that's definitely an interesting card. And I think something else that I'd say about this team is that I think it's quite interesting that EA made it a requirement of the flashback Benzema blackmail card that you had to have a signature card in there. So it's almost as if they knew that these cards... Some of them, you know, your Edwardses, your Carlsons, they knew they were going to tank. They knew they were going to become discard. And to save that from happening, they've made them requirements in the uh, Benzema blackmail flashback. So, yeah. Well, why do they bother with cards like Carlson? It's just, you know, who's, who's going to use that? I'll tell you why. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Maybe not too bold, but I think, and we'll know by the time this podcast is out if I was correct or not, but I think they're going to do a guaranteed signature series SPC. And they need these type of cards to be in packs so that they can give them to people when they do the SBCs. Usually these type of promos, you always have a slew of, I wouldn't say unusable, undesirable cards with a handful, two, three top tier players that you're looking for. We see it in team of the season every year. Guaranteed, League A1, team of the season, and you always get the goalkeeper. It's, I wouldn't say always, most of the time you get a player that you just don't desire to have in your team. Very usable, just not what you want. You know, you wouldn't have gone out and spent 150k on that card. You can buy it at market price, but you're gambling again. You know what, Hunter? The longer this podcast has gone on, the more episodes we've recorded, the smarter you get. What are you trying to say? That I was done before? Oh, that you draw your own conclusion. I don't know how to draw. Oh, spell conclusions. I offer no further evidence. Thank you for the compliment. But no, I, I really do think they're going to have a, a guaranteed signature series SPC, and I think it's going to come out after they do this mini release, which is coming out Sunday. So the signature series cards will expire Tuesday, November 30th at 6 p.m. UK. So be on the lookout for that SPC. I would I would think Sunday after 6 p.m. Or, or Monday, and you can get yourself a uh, Diego Carlos for probably an inflated price. There's nothing wrong with Diego Carlos. It's a decent card. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Just depends on the price of this SPC if it comes. Uh, you, you know, I want to go back to your Eder Militao discussion you were having about Diego Carlos. The one key stat that I think differentiates these two, well, there's two, but first, his um, work rate defensively is high, which is better than Militao, which is medium. That's a plus. But the bad thing is, is we all know how important reactions are, right? And the reactions are seven points better on Eder Militao. 
And Militao is going to have much better stats going down the road. As he's dynamic, he's going to have 99 composure eventually. So I think you're paying for that price movement when you're comparing these two. And I'm talking about the numbers up version of Militao because hardly anybody is using the gold version at this point. 74 composure ain't going to get it done. I mean, yeah, definitely. But 300,000 coins. I mean, 300,000 coins buys a lot in this market. Yeah, you could definitely get that, get something else somewhere, you know, upgrade your team as a whole better than you could with just one card. Uh, definitely. But we we talked about Kareem Benzema. We called it the the blackmail SBC. I didn't even know about this story. And it, when it broke, I read it. And I guess he got a one-year suspended prison term. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And which pretty much if you're in the United States, that's like one-year probation. So he just can't screw up again. He has to pay a fine. I think it was $84,000 or pounds, whatever, which is pennies to, to Kareem Benzema, really. But how do you blackmail a teammate over a sex tape. That's that's ridiculous to me. You say, if you don't give me some money, I am going to release this sex tape. <laughs> I, I understand. It strikes, you, me as a bit, it strikes me as a bit odd that there was ever a situation where Matteo Valbuena was financially more stable than Benzema, and Benzema thought, <laughs> you know what, I'll, I'll nobble that Valbuena. He's loaded. Right? Seems a bit strange. I just don't understand it. Like, why Why would someone as successful as Karim Benzema, I mean, having a great year at Real Madrid, why would you feel the need to do that? It almost strikes me as a joke. Well, it's, it's historical. It's, 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 it's from a few years ago. So, you know, it's not it's not something that happened recently. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it's been a long time coming. I would say it's a good five years ago when it actually happened. I mean, Benzema was still balling five years ago, though. Oh, yeah. Probably more so than Valbuena. They were both in the- Definitely. The French national team at the time. I, th- I think it actually happened when they were playing for France. It's a long time ago. I, I can't remember, but just a uh, just a weird situation altogether, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what do we think about the SBC, Steve? Have you looked at it? Or I think you did it, right? You played with him? Yeah. I haven't played much with him. I played a couple of games. Seems okay. I, I haven't used his player of the month card, so better get that out there as a disclaimer to begin with. But he's he's got that. We talked about it briefly before we started recording. I said that he's got that bullshit factor. And he has. He's, he's got that kind of big man thing where he will glitch through defenders. He's skill moves. If you try a sort of heel to heel with him, he'll get on the end of some of some of them that he shouldn't, I would say. And his finishing is excellent. Um, he, he, he scored a he scored a couple of goals that he shouldn't have, but he also missed one that that he really should have as well. So it's impossible to say after a couple of games. He's got high low work rate, which is quite novel on a striker and can be very useful if you use them correctly. If you've if you've got a striker that you want to stay forward and get in behind, high low is your friend there. And of course, he gets the strong link to Fakir, who finally got his upgrade. So. It's going to be a, a very appealing card, I think, and it's 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 what you'd expect Benzema to be, really. You know, his uh, his dribbling's perfectly good. As I say, his shooting's decent. He's got the strength. He's got the heading. It's a good all round card, and he's got that extra bit of pace on this card as well, which again will make him more attractive to people. So it's not that expensive. You know, what is it about hundred k at the moment? So uh, yeah, hundred twenty seven k. As it's gone up slightly, has it? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think we'll be seeing quite a lot of him. Yeah, I think it'll be a popular flashback card. Yeah, he came out. He was about eighty nine thousand on PlayStation. Now he's up to one hundred and twenty seven, and it must be due to the the rise of those signature series cards. Once people realized they needed him, and Paul, we were discussing before before we started recording the the 
price jumps in some of these signature series cards. I mean, they were like low teens to 20,000, jumped up to almost 100K. Yeah, absolutely insane. I saw, I jumped on at six and looked and I saw that he required one. So I quickly went and bought a couple and just, I was buying my dinner. So I just quickly listed them up. I thought I'll, you know, drop the price later and they instantly sold. So I'd, I'd missed that. But yeah, some of them went absolutely ridiculous and they're sort of leveled off a bit now. I think the cheapest one's about 40k. Yeah. But that Benzema card, it, it looks good. I think if I do some upgrades over the next week, I'll do that because that, the player of the month one just causes problems and I've used it playing co-op and it just seems to get the right side of defenders and get shots off. Like Steve said, it just seems to, just seems to get it done. You know, just seems to bundle his way through sometimes and score. Yep. And I need as much of that as I can get a lot of the time. So I'll probably do him. He's faster. Um, the one thing about Benzema's other cards is his passing's phenomenal and they've killed his passing. So that might... It's when you actually strip down the stats though, Paul, his, his vision and short passing are still pretty much usable. So... Uh... Ah. Yeah, it's not what it was, but it's still serviceable. I think it's eighty. It's eighty-two. I think is it is um, his yeah. short passing. Which you know, that's not the end of the world for a striker. Yeah, so that's that. That's yeah. still decent in it for a striker. Yeah, it's still good. He's played of the month. It's only eighty, eighty something, is it? But yeah, I'll have a go. I think I'll do that one. Yeah. It's just where do you stop though with these SPCs? I keep do saying right. I'm not going to do any more SPCs, and I keep doing these. And that's what yeah, want they want you to keep just. Taking hundred k out your account and hundred and fifty k there. One of the reasons I've done it is because the market is that volatile that I'm really keen right now on building an untradeable squad. Yeah, I've pretty much sold all of my high rated cards that I wasn't using. Anything that was worth anything, you know, more than two, two, three k, I got rid of it, and I'm using a mostly untradeable squad or low, low valued squad, and I'm still competing. So as long as I can still compete and and halfway enjoy the game, I'm willing to to do that and sit on the coins and wait for everything to come in. You know, the, the the amount of SPCs we've gotten leading up to this point has been really good. The content's been there. I don't know that it's been as as on par with everything else, but again, we touched on it last week. Y- you have to slow that curve. I mean, because if everything, like that road to the final Bernardo Silva, he's going to be 90 after they get his upgrade. I mean, we're not even to December yet, and we're going to have 90 rated cards that are usable you've got to leave some some room or you're just going to have massive amounts of teams with 99 and you think they're the game's glitchy right now wait until they put these cards on there you're going to see crazy animations and just wild shit start happening and it's going to be it's going to be hard to hard to really enjoy it when you're getting just the amount of bullshit rebounds and and shit like that i'm, I'm i've already seen it after this third patch steve i don't know we can get into it now if you want but and keeping with the the SPCs and content, I mean, we got a Troy Deeney just a few minutes ago. It seems like they're dropping this content on the hour every other hour. But uh, Troy Deeney, Silver Stars Moments card looks a really good card, especially for a, a 74 rated, which we all know he's not. Because if you put a dead eye on him, he's a 90 rated striker with 90 composure. A beast of a card. Very strong. Steve going to get this one into your team? I know you're big on those silver stars. It's, it's one that's going to be well worth doing. But it's I've got a bit of FOMO with it, to be honest with you, because I didn't do the Akin Fenwer. Was he an SBC? I think he was an objective. Objective. Yeah, Akin Fenwer had a really, really nasty card with, you know, great physicality. 
and I regretted not doing him or not getting him last year. And uh, I've got a bit of FOMO because I think this Troy Deeney card looks quite similar. So, yes, I, I hold my hands up. I admit it. I am currently doing this SBC right this very second. Two-star skills, three-star weak foot. What's not to like? Paul, are you going to be getting this one in your squad? No. No. Definitely not. <laughs> Did I say I packed Ginola? Ginola. 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 Yeah. Serial guy. I still haven't played a single game in Silver Stars, and I'm quite proud of myself for that. They're not going to get me again this year. Mm-mm. Although I might do this SPC because he looks like he could be usable in Rivals and Weekend League. It's not just that. It's when you get to uh, icon swaps, the way things are shaking up with, with managerial masterpiece and what have you, you're allowed to use silver cards. So you're going to be able to get your ratings down by using him and... It's, it looks like a great card. It's got absolutely fucking terrible links, but I'd get it done anyway. And one thing to bear in mind with him as well is that if you've done the squad foundations objectives, milestones, he's, he's going to be really useful for that as well, you know. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Get him done. Yeah, what Steve said. It's good knowledge we've got going in from Steve out there. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to act like um, our executive producer, Luke, isn't just in his ear telling him what to say. Um, thanks, Luke. Hunter, you're a cunt. Thank you. Luke, <laughs> I can't say that. Well, we won't even bleep that out. Do we have to bleep? Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Luke. Two more things we need to discuss on the content before we move on. We got two new icon SBCs, Roberto Carlos and Luis Hernandez. I'm not so excited about Luis Hernandez, but Roberto Carlos, it's a nice looking SBC. Mid, Roberto Carlos. Is anybody here going to get him in their teams? I think I might. We were discussing this before the pod started, and I don't like my fullbacks having shitty weak foot. So, no, I won't be doing Roberto Carlos or Hernandez, to be honest. I just think it's... There's better icons out there for a similar So price. icons, what are we getting icon swaps? Steve, you touched on it a minute ago, but are we getting icon swaps? Because what prime icons come out in December based on previous titles and we have yet to have icon swaps one. Are we even going to have icon swaps? Do we know? Who knows? I don't know. My balls are made of flesh, not crystal. Hashtag no confusion. You'd think they'd have been out by now though, wouldn't you? Really? It does seem like. Yeah, for sure. Usually they start it, I mean, within the first seven to eight weeks, you have Icon Swaps 1, but at this rate, maybe we're just not going to have them this year. I don't know. Said, aren't they normally around Christmas? I seem to vaguely remember doing Icon Swaps around Christmas last year. Yeah, I mean, Icon Swaps are usually out before Prime Icons, and at this rate, Prime Icons are going to be out before Icon Swaps. Strange. Very strange. But I digress. Who needs to know anything anyway? Normally, we'd have a community manager to put this information out, but what did we find out today, Steve? Zara has been sacked for being absolutely fucking useless or something. I don't know. Something like that, isn't it? Uh, I don't think he's been sacked. I uh, think he's decided to leave right. EA Sports to pursue other avenues, which good on him. I mean, he's probably wised up and saw that he could be much better somewhere else. And um, I'm, honestly, I'm happy for him. I hope he's successful. Um, I think the title of a community manager is mostly irrelevant at this point. It's, it's more like a community spokesman. You're just the mouthpiece for EA. You're, you're getting the info out, which we are getting a decent amount of communication from EA sports FIFA, but 
I don't think you need a face to that. I mean, everything comes out via Twitter or on their Twitch stream. So I just, I guess somebody's got to run the stream. I, I just don't understand the whole title of a community manager at this point. Does anybody else have any input? I think we talked about this in chat before we uh, we started the pod and Matt Metz, who's not with us today, made a very salient point when he said, mm-hmm. you can't really manage this community. This community is unmanageable. Can't. So it's basically a poison chalice from the start, isn't it? Like you say, it's a yeah. pretty pointless role. You know, I'm sure he gets paid well for it. I'm sure they all do. They, they, they complain a lot, but they know what the job is before they start it. And the guy who does the job next will know exactly what he's walking into. And no doubt in a few months' time, he'll moan about how unmanageable the community is. So I don't have much sympathy. Wish it wasn't like this, but it is, isn't it? That's, it's just uh, yeah. What it's is a it? shame that, that, that the community lays so much, I guess, of the – they're like the, the the whipping boys for EA. I mean, they send these guys out there. Now people have a face that they can put their frustrations on. And the only things that I had issues with with Zorro was the, the personal stuff that the little snark or little comments he made to you in that stream one time. And, and we were talking about a few things. But other than that, it's it's a job where you're just destined to fail. This community is so rotten. You are all so rotten. Not Not you, but you know what I mean. Steve's rotten. Um, That's an age thing more than personality. Uh, I'm not so much mature. I'm rotten. What what age is rotten? Overripe. Overripe. I don't know. I feel, mm. I feel old right now. You know. I, do, I need a shave too. I'm looking old. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I am old. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Maybe know. it's possible, isn't it? Definitely. Um. Anyways, enough of that. Hopefully, we get some icon swaps soon. But we're going to get off this content. And if anything else does come in, we're going to monitor that. And we're going to come back to you guys and let you know what is what. But we did get a live tuning update, the second live tuning update. Um, they increased the ball travel speed on ground passes or otherwise known as X passes, which I noticed that right away when I logged in and started playing. It, it made my game much more enjoyable because I've always been a quick tiki taka like pass and go, first touch pass. And it's made it much easier to move the ball through the midfield when you need to, or in tight spaces. I've just packed Ben Yedder. <laughs> I've just packed the signature signings, Ben Yedder, out of a 75-plus rated player pack. Tradable? Um, I don't know. Probably not. I think it was an objectives pack. No, untradable. Wow. Either way, that's a freaking dub, man. Yeah. GGs. Anyway, there we go that doesn't motivate you to go play. I don't know what does. I'm glad you're fully concentrating on the pod, Steve. All your attention is pointing. Dude, fuck the pod. He just packed signature Ben Yedder. Fuck Ben Yedder. Mr. I just packed Ginola. Yeah. Did I tell you I packed Ginola? It's pronounced Granola. Granola. Don't my limelight stealing by a fucking Ben Yedder. (laughs) Going back to the live tuning update. They increased the ball travel speed on finesse shots uh, from inside and slightly outside of the penalty box. It's most pronounced when you're around 11 and a half meters or 38 feet or less, and a little bit less so on your long finesse shots. I haven't personally noticed a difference in the speed of finesse shots, but I'm not using a God squad. I have noticed the likes of Messi, um, Ronaldo even, 
several of the higher rated cards just drilled a couple of finesse shots and they were very fast. Maybe it's a player based thing. You'll see it more pronounced on your higher rated cards. The last thing, um, I was a bit critical of this and maybe want to discuss, but they increased the amount of time that the team press D-pad tactic is active for. They went from 15 seconds to 20 seconds, and they also decreased the cooldown timer from 120 seconds to 100 seconds. So you can team press for longer with a shorter cooldown. I know myself and a lot of others have struggled to play against team press. You know, Dylan was on last week and he said the same thing. It's very good. It's very overpowered. It's hard to deal with sometimes. Um, I would have liked to have seen an increased amount of stamina drain, which it will drain by default if you're doing it for longer or frequently. But from playing a few games, I don't know that it's enough. I still feel like it's, it's a way for people to let the game defend for them. But I also understand that it's a way to get the ball back from people because people just want to hold the ball. Steve, what do you think about the change? I don't have a problem with it. I think that as long as it's balanced, it's all good. You do need a way of getting some help when people start holding the ball. The problem isn't so much with team press. It's that it's so easy, perhaps, for people to just hold the ball. You know, you can you can ping a pass from fullback to fullback over, what, 50, 60 yards, and it lands with pinpoint precision, pretty much despite their passing stats. So... Uh, Maybe that's something that that would be, I don't know, maybe they should be exploring that instead of fiddling with, with team press. Uh, that would dissuade people from doing it. If, if, if it was harder to pass around the back four, it wouldn't be such a problem. And I think that's really the rub of the issue. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I if you can play against team press, it's, it's all good, isn't it? It's one of those things where if you can handle it, it's not a problem, but if you can't, it's hellish. And I know a lot of players really do struggle with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not the person to talk to about gameplay at the minute, really, Hunter. We'll, we'll get onto that a bit later, I'm sure. But I've, I've not really been able to, uh, to explore this patch in the way that I would like to. Although, having said that, I played a couple of games tonight and things didn't seem quite as bad as they perhaps have been. Paul, you have anything you want to add to this? No, I like the the idea that finesse shots are a little bit better and that you've got other options apart from the driven passes. And I, I do like the the live tuning. They can fiddle about with bits without doing a a big massive patch and having to wait ages. I think they need to probably just keep ticking away with those and keep adjusting it as we go. I know there's there's been loads of issues over the last week. There's lots of things that seem to need addressing. Uh, but like I said, I think we're going to get into that later. Yeah, it seemed like a, a quick, easy fix to a lot of the other underlying issues like you pointed out, Steve. Um, I guess time will tell as we go on to see if this live tuning update, the second of which they've done, is going to make a massive impact to the game or not. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with this is this is the second live tuning update, this new feature that they were were touting before the game came out, um, which basically allows them to make subtle changes to the game without having to push out a whole patch to change something. But we've gotten more patches than we have live tuning updates. To me, why wouldn't you just use the live tuning update more often so that you have to patch less? 
I thought that was the whole idea of it, but we're still getting more patches than live tuning updates. I don't understand this. Who does? Um, maybe this is something that the next community manager can look into and explain to us all. It's, it's it, We don't know. We don't know. And it doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right. It doesn't. I wonder if they're limited to the things that they can do on the live thing. Um, you know, maybe. Why they're... should we be wondering? That's the issue, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, maybe that's something that, like you say, the community manager can tell us about. If they're allowed to, that's the thing with the community manager. I didn't chip in before on Zaro, but I think they're, they're very, probably very restricted on what they can and can't talk about. So, like you said, Hunter, they're on a hiding to nothing, really. They're, yeah. They're, they're probably told what they can and can't say, um, even though they probably want to talk about it as much as we do, maybe. Yeah. Well, I just, I feel like the game since that third patch has just changed in my opinion, in my experience. And I'm seeing a lot more glitchy stuff. I'm seeing a lot more bounce back passes. I'm seeing a lot more times where I pass to a player and the little red icon above him doesn't switch. So you don't have control of the player and he just loses possession. That's happening a lot. Players are doing that weird exorcism, flaring their arms, twitching animation more often than not. Um, maybe this is down to connection. Um, I guess I should play some squad battles to test it out and see, but Steve, you were playing squad battles before we started. Are you seeing any of the gameplay flaws inside squad battles or is it mostly online? Because that would correlate to a connection issue. It was across the entire game and it's, it's ever since this last patch dropped. And I've, I've kind of detailed my own personal frustrations with it across Twitter and I don't really want to focus too much on my own experiences this seems to happen pretty much every year at this time of year um and it also seems to happen around christmas when there's, when there's a patch that drops pretty much every time there's a new patch gameplay will turn to shite for a few days afterwards a few days probably a couple of days and then it picks up it goes back to normal but that hasn't been the case with this patch for some reason and it's difficult to tell whether it's a gameplay issue, whether it's something in the coding that's changed or whether it's something's affected connection. My connections have been awful, but as I say, I don't really want to focus on that too much. I think it's it's a global thing. And I think that a lot of people who aren't normally affected by this sort of thing have found themselves affected by it. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of people out there who are sympathizing with people who've been saying this for years. You know, the, the game becomes unplayable. The, the delay is unimaginable. And I think that it's it's been experienced on a much wider scale now. And one of the things that I, that I really want to talk about here is the way that this subject is approached by the community, um, particularly by mm. certain people who have platforms to, to talk about this, much as we do, really. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a culture of blaming people who have connection issues and i really don't understand where this has come from it's if if somebody is saying that they've got a connection issue the general response you'll get is well you know you're using wi-fi change to a wired connection okay right so they do that no difference then it's a case of change your isp okay do that no difference okay so uh get a new router router whatever you want to call it they do that no difference. Okay, get a get a dedicated line. Do that. No difference. No difference. And it's 
do you know what I mean though? The point I'm making yeah. here is that you shouldn't be people shouldn't be looking to themselves when they've got this bad connection and the community certainly shouldn't be suggesting that the issue is there. But I think that something which is emerging now which is even darker and more insidious than that is that there's a there's a culture of denial emerging around it as well, almost gaslighting, where people are just acting like it's not happening. You know, if people are privileged enough to, to have a good connection, to live in the right places, to be close to a server, they're making out that it's not happening. And that has got to piss so many people off. Yeah. Because it's real. You know, it's, there are people out there for whom this game has been wrecked since the last patch. And we're not talking about a small number. I, I put out a poll on Twitter last week, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but the vast, vast majority of people were saying that their connection is basically worse than it's ever been. And we talk about the game being unplayable. For, for large swathes of people, it really has. And it's, it's really annoyed me. It's, it's, actually, it's actually quite upset me this week to hear people saying, this is all in people's heads. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing to do. There's, there's not really delayed gameplay. Um, it's because people have got better teams or it's because people have learned to play the game differently. It's, it's fucking infuriating to hear that shit, to be honest with you, because it's, it's insulting. It's, it's totally denigrating people's experiences. And it's akin to gaslighting. It's akin to saying to them, well, you, you're mad. You know, you're imagining this. You're making it all up. You're stupid. Of course, that's not happening. Yeah. It's, uh, it really, really has pissed me off, and it's, it's got to stop. Yeah, I mean, the numbers on your poll, I just looked it up. 19% of people had good connections throughout that poll. 19%. Exactly my point. So the other 81%, presumably, are, are, are lunatics, or you know, they're or imagining they're, yeah. it stupid i don't know whatever they are it's, or they're it's just not playing the, through potatoes it's not the case at all though age it's, it's not these people have stumped up money for this game wanting to have a fun experience with it a lot of them have, have spent fifa points they've, they've joined the foot academy whatever it may be you know and they're just they're not they're not getting what they've signed up for and this happens regularly and nothing's ever going to be done if, if we've got influential community members that would rather shove their tongue in places where tongues shouldn't ordinarily go rather than actually tell the truth about what's happening because they're <laughs> frightened of disrupting a relationship, biting the hand that feeds, you know, that they'd rather, as I say, lick yeah. the, uh, lick the ass of EA and it's nothing's going to change while people do that. And it's, 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 it's sick really in a way. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you know, people will, will kind of consume this part of our podcast and say, man, this is negative, but well, it negative, is negative or not, it, it needs to be said because it's a negative experience. Of course, now, we don't live in la-la land. It's not all roses right. all the time. Sometimes you've got to be critical when things are going wrong. And this last week yeah. or so, this game has gone fundamentally fucking wrong. There's no use burying your head in the sand about it. Yeah. I mean, if if I can play three games on a perfect connection, according to their EA connection tool, which I have a 99 out of a hundred connection, but every single game feels different. One game, Conte is responsive. The next game, he's stuck in the mud. The next game, he feels better in the 90th minute than he did in the first minute of the game before. The inconsistencies of this game have gotten worse since that third patch. 
And I don't know if it's something to do with the, around the same time they rolled out Battlefield, the new Battlefield title, which has come with some terrible reviews, lots of glitches, lots of gameplay issues, lots of server issues. I mean, there's just too much to ignore. I, I can't ignore it. I haven't been playing FIFA 22 a ton since for the last two weeks. I think I've played 10 games just because it's just, I'm not playing the game that I know is there. The game is fine, but it's some, some way, shape or form, the connection or the patch. I don't know what it is. It's just different. And I've gotten the same kind of feedback from several pros. I'm not going to name names because they don't want to be named, but this isn't just an a, a issue to one person. I mean, it's, it's a vast majority of people are being infected by it. And if we don't talk about it and the community doesn't keep railing against it, they're not going to do anything about it. And they still probably won't do anything about it. But to just bury your head in the sand, like Steve said, and ignore it for the sake of your relationship with EA or the sake of your, your platform, I'll never come out to, to you guys, the footballers community. I will never come out and tell a lie based on preserving a relationship with this game. I will quit the game and the podcast before I do that. I don't know. Paul, how's it been for you? Well, my gameplay has been really, really good, to be honest. It's been absolutely fine, apart from a couple of times when I've logged on and it's been horrible. I played some co-op the other night and that were horrendous, which co-op sometimes is. But Steve, you made a really good point. I've had periods when I've played FIFA where my gameplay has been horrible and I've gone online and people said, oh, it's your connection, this, it's try your wife, you know, sort your Wi-Fi out. So, and I've spent hours and hours and hours fiddling about with shit on my end, thinking that there must be something I've got, because I'm not very tech savvy. So, I, you know, I've, I've pissed about, tried to, and it had not changed. And I thought, what the, am I imagining this? And when you, like you say, when you've got influential people saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it must be your internet, it must be your connection, everybody else is fine, It's the game's fine. You're calling those people a liar and you're yeah. saying that they're mental, that they're, you know, and it's it's not right. Like, like I said, my gameplay has been really good. I've had some really good experiences over the last two weeks. But I've got friends who they are pretty much done with the game. That and, you know, other things like, not being able to get into weekend league or whatever because they've made it this exclusive thing. But that's another issue. But mostly connection. It's made playing FIFA not just not enjoyable, but actually really like hard work to do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's been not fun at all and you're coming off depressed because it's that bad. And, you know, let's have it right. People are invested in this game. People love this game yep. people love football they love this game and for them to be able to not play a game that they've spent money on they've put five points that, without spending five points they've invested a lot of time in building the team and they log on and they can't play with it it's, you know and maybe it can't be fixed but let's acknowledge it and say right you know this, this is an issue like you look on Twitter it's definitely an issue people are fucking screaming and shouting there's videos all over of people's showing just madness happening you know like i say i'm really fortunate it's not happened to me much over the last few weeks but that does still don't mean it's not just because that happened to me don't make it not real and that's that's the rub of it that you've just said there paul right at the end there that's the way it's been treated 
there are people out there, like I say, with platforms who just because it hasn't happened for them are not prepared to accept that it's that it's happening for, for anybody else. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's insulting. And uh, yeah, I've had enough of it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's annoying. And especially when you feel like as a listener, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of content, Twitch, YouTube, whatever. It's, it's part of the gig with, with doing a podcast. But when I hear that and I see that, I'm immediately turned off. I, I don't want to associate with those people anymore because to me, that means they're just feeding you a line of shit. They're never going to tell you the truth because they're going to tell you what you want to hear to keep you happy so that you stick around and keep hitting that sub button, baby. So um, call this negative. If you don't like it, sorry, I'm not sorry. If you want something else, go somewhere else. If you want people to tell you what's going to make you feel good, go get it somewhere else. We're going to give it to you straight. We always have. So I'm going to get off that that topic and that soapbox for now, right before we get into the community questions and, and hot takes. Before we do that, I want to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to start a new segment this week, and it's going to be called Foot Facts. So we're going to go through these attributes, and we're going to discuss each one, each pod, and break it down and tell you guys exactly what it does, how it impacts the cards, the players, how they move and react on the pitch. And this week, we're going to talk about defensive awareness. And all this stuff can be found at FIFA U-Team. FIFAUteam.com will tell you every single attribute, how much weighting it has for the overall face card weighting. And we have all that stuff broken down inside of the sponsors lounge for the footballer sponsors as a perk. They can have all this information right there on one channel. But if you want to go look it up for yourself, you can go to FIFAUteam.com and click the link in the show notes. But defensive awareness, Steve, do you think this is an important stat or an important attribute? Yeah, obviously it's just it's absolutely vital. The thing with defensive awareness, I don't know if it's actually mentioned in this description, but it affects how well your player jockeys. And you'll notice this if you're trying to close down with a striker as opposed to a centre-back. You can't jockey as fast or, or as precisely if you're using somebody that's got low defensive awareness. So that's that's one of the massive impacts. I mean, to read out what we've actually got on the U-Team website, it says uh, it's previously known as marking. And it's the ability to track and defend an opposing player. So, you know, that is kind of covering what I'm saying. In other words, it's your player's ability to stay close to an opposing attacker and stop him getting to a cross or pass from a teammate. Also contributes to tracking runs. All players will do this off the ball. And when you're in control of a defender, their defensive awareness stat will affect how good they are at containing. So, yeah, pretty much uh, everything that I've just said there covered on the website. And you're going to notice if your player doesn't have high defensive awareness, especially if they're a defender. Yeah. And even on center backs, if you've got somebody with low defensive awareness, you're thinking, okay, I'll just manually control them and track those runs because I'm good at it. Well, if they have low defensive awareness, their ability to turn their hips and jockey is going to be significantly less than somebody with high defensive awareness. So it's it's one of those things where you can be really good at it, but if you just can't turn the player because he has low defensive awareness, you're kind of set up to fail from the start. So this is one of the the most important attributes when you're looking for a, a defender, especially a backline defender, uh, even CDMs, left back, right back, anybody that plays along the backline, they need to have decent defensive awareness. And I'm saying decent 88 plus probably at this point is, is an ideal target. Paul, are you defensively aware? Definitely. 
But you, um, I just wanted to nip in and say that you see it so much when you're using the second man press. When you're, mm-hmm. you do it point, with a, a sterling, it just sort yep. of stands there for 10 minutes and then sort of jogs towards a, a, a defender to close him down. But then you do it with somebody like Kante or, you know, Fafana or one of those guys, or your, your, your back line. They're just on it. You know, they're coming and trying to take the ball. You know, they often they'll they'll win the ball back for you, even though you're not controlling them manually with the second man press. So I'm I'm pretty sure that, that has a huge impact on the second man press. Yeah, and defensive awareness also has a thirty percent weighting in the overall defensive stat that you see on the face of the card. So there's that. You can get the rest of those by going to the website, clicking the link, joining the Discord, sponsoring the pod, whatever you want to do. But the info's out there. Let's get into hot takes. We have. Three to go over. We already covered George Coog earlier with the leaks. Dusty has a hot take, says Allen is a special card away from being one of the best CDMs in the game. I haven't used Allen this year, but he's normally pretty good. Have any of you guys used him? Early on. Exactly the same as you, Paul, very early on in starter squads. And I didn't think that he's what he was in previous years, to be quite honest with you. I think maybe mm. Pace has nobbled him a little bit this year, but yeah. Struggling to get on board with that one, really. I think if that one special card is a team of the year, he might be yeah. right. But other than that, I think, uh, you know, he's going to need one or four more. Or a flashback to, to when he had more pace. Yeah, could do. That that Allen card, that's the uh, Brazilian from Everton Premier League. So he's normally pretty good. I usually like him for those uh, low squad ratings style games or, or objectives. But Tashenmacher says... Whoever signs Haaland next season will enjoy the same experience with him as Man U with Sancho so far. Paul, you look a bit confused. That's just my resting face. Mm, resting confused face. Yeah. Steve? Again, I, I don't know. Predicting the future isn't my best attribute. I, I find it hard to imagine. I mean, okay, the Bundesliga isn't the most competitive of leagues, perhaps, outside the top one. <laughs> so, yeah, he'll, he'll certainly find that he's in for more of a rough and rough and tumble experience when he goes to a league where he is facing first-class players week in, week out. Well, I, I he's don't also know. sharing the pitch with first-class players. I mean, look at the stars at Man U well, relative to Dortmund. I mean, there's a lot of star players on Man United, especially up front. I mean, he's having to share the ball with a lot of people. That team is built around no one because everyone is elite. It's hard to, to say that about Sancho, in my opinion, because he's – for that team, to me, he's average. He's yeah. not even above average. I, I'm getting the impression that Tashin Macker isn't a Borussia Dortmund fan. I can certainly say that much. And I'd like to say that although his name Tashin Macker is clearly German, it does to me sound like a loving couple from Liverpool. Um, Tashin Macker, more found to see out our Tashin Macker. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't agree. Harlan's a good player. Leeds fan as well, by the way. Did you know that? He's a massive Leeds fan, Harlan. Yeah. I don't get the Liverpool bit. Yeah, it's an English thing, I think. Mm. But yeah, I think his dream was to play for Leeds, if I'm not wrong. For his birthday a few years ago, um, he went to a Leeds game in the away end. Um, he's, he's actually truly a, a massive Leeds United fan, stemming back from when his dad used to play for them, I presume. Hmm. Nice. Okay, we're going to go on to Neil D21. The squad foundation's Openda is the Aldi Eusebio. Absolutely ridiculous free card, strong, aggressive, fast, finishes on either foot. Not the most agile player, but who cares when he hits the ball as hard as he does? 
I haven't used Openda, but we talked about him last week, and his card looked really good for a free card. Have you guys used him, Paul? You- I, I've not used him, but I have played against him numerous times and been absolutely destroyed. Aldi Eusebio, I think, sums him up right. I don't normally go for objective cards just because I don't have time, but I think I'm going to find some time to get this guy. Probably as a super sub, but yeah, the few times I've played him, he just seems to be all over, gets in behind and seems to finish everything. So I think he's got a three-star week for Annie, but when he's played against me, he's smashed him off both feet. Gets in behind and finishes everything. It's like Steve's kind of card. Yeah, he doesn't like it. Okay. We have two questions before we close out the show. This one, I think, uh, from Herman, talking to a few of the lads in the lounge recently, and they mentioned that they add Kim styles to their goalkeepers. I was of the belief that the basic Kim style boosted every goalkeeper stat much more effectively than any other Kim style. Thoughts? Now, I was of that belief too, but what I was unaware of until a couple of weeks ago is that the basic goalkeeper Kim style doesn't boost everything like it used to. Especially around team of the season, that was the big debate was which one do you go with? Well, basic pretty much maxes everything out on team of the season, team of the year goalkeepers. So which Kim styles are you guys using on goalkeepers or are you using? I'm still using basic because I have Allison and he's a beast. Breaking news. I have sold Donnarumma. Wow. And? Yeah, it was a sad day at the club. Sad day at the club. And I Donnarumma. Have, I have bought Allison. So we will see how it goes. But I put basic on my goalkeepers all the time. I don't know if it's just a, just a thing that I do, but um, I have seen more Kim styles on goalkeepers this year. Cause, um, Which Kim styles? Cats, maybe. And Shield. I might be wrong, but I think those Shield. are the two. Hmm. Always, been a, always been a glove type of guy. Steve, you have any input on this? Yeah, use basic. It's going to make your goalkeepers better and more well-rounded. And if you don't believe me, look at the price of chem styles on the market. There's a reason why all of the goalkeeper chem styles cost 200 coins, but goalkeeper basic costs 1,200 on PlayStation and 2,000 on Xbox. And the reason that it's more expensive is because it's more effective. Yep. And this is a long-term trading tip from yours truly. I'm not the greatest trader, but what I do know is that if you have basic chem styles for normal players, not goalkeepers, you should stash those and pick up any basic Kim style that you can because you can pick up as many as you want and save them until team of the season because that's when everybody needs to switch and get basic after they try different Kim styles and you can make a little bit of coin because they steadily rise all year long. Just a tip from Hunter. Quick segment. You two have turned into quite the traders this last week. I'm impressed. I did flip three. No, I flipped five baby Lampard cards. For 12k each the other night. Nice. I just, I just want to give a shout out, Paul, actually, and say that I couldn't have done it. I've, I've, I've learned so much from, uh, from watching Nick run the foot market streams. So thanks, Nick. I thought you were going to say from Paul's videos that he's been putting out, because that's where I learned my stuff and from the Discord. Oh, I'm sure well. Steve was. Obviously. Um, this will be the first and last day that Steve makes more coins than me. Can I just put that out there? I think that's beyond dispute. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I'm slightly embarrassed that Steve's made more coins than me on Black Friday. Seemed a little bit more engaged, to be fair, though, considering he knew there was content out. True. Yeah, I I was at work saving lives, so yeah, there is that. (laughs) 
Paul commented in the Discord. These cards are going to be in packs. Never mind. Ignore me. They're already in packs. Tough on that. We only give you the best stuff here at, at footballers, man. Tough one. Come on, hurry up. I want to order a pizza. I'm starving. So fucking order it, bitch. <laughs> Last question to round out the show, because Steve's moaning, as he does. Not Steve. Homer asks, in the other 11 aside modes, we have more formations available and we can adjust them. Should Foot have the same number of formations and ability to adjust them? I've got something to say on this, but I want to hear what Steve has first. Hello? Yeah, ham and pizza, 12-inch, please. As if. Did um, you just say ham and pizza? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, totally scratch that. Can we do that again? I think we Oh, not should. do it again. Just leave ham and pizza in yeah. there. No, I think we should. Yeah, this did used to be a thing, actually, in, in Ultimate Teams gone by. You could amend your formations. You could move players manually and place them within reason pretty much where you wanted. And the reason that it was removed was because people were using it to park the bus. Uh, with this, you know, we, we can't have anything nice here because people abuse it. So, yes, it was a feature once upon a time and it got removed because the FIFA community is toxic. Yeah, it's all about the wins, man. It's not about the enjoyment. That's kind of what I was going to say is if we had the ability to to make custom formations and move players to play in certain areas, it would be so incredibly frustrating to play because it would just be a long ball of Palooza. It would be pace up top, park the bus, put that wall in front of the goal. I mean, you think it's bad now? Put that in the game. It'll, it'll, it'll ruin it. Trust me. Homer, you don't want this. Not in foot. It's too competitive. Maybe in other game modes where there's less people and people don't care because if you lose, you just lose. You don't, you know, but it's too competitive there. Paul? Yeah, exactly that. I think I've noticed it more in the last few weeks, actually. People just cramming players in the box, sat so deep. Loads of players on the D just sat there trying to block those passes into the box. And, you know, people can play how they want to play, but it's just <coughs> boring, isn't it? What have I done? <coughs> Nothing. What no. do you mean? No. What are you talking about cramming it in the box? Not exactly. Well, sort of. I think it might be an American thing. Loads of players on the D cramming it in the box. Loads anyway, look. Hey, <laughs> some people. Shout right. out, Nikki Hotsticks. Been on the You've day. ruined this podcast. Well, I don't have any more questions to go through. Thank God, because I feel like this podcast is about to go south and Steve needs to go eat his ham and pizza. Ham and mushroom pizza. Ham and pizza and mushroom. Do you, you microdose those or you just, never mind. It's illegal here, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be it for the show. <laughs> Steve, where can they find you on social? Find me on Twitter at The Foot Coach and on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash The Foot Coach. Haven't been too many streams of recent days because the connection has just made it not worthwhile playing, let alone streaming. But things seem to have picked up uh, today, certainly. One swallow doesn't make a summer, but hopefully it's an indication that things will be getting a little bit better. So maybe next week, hopefully, be back to stream. Very good. Paul? You can find me on Twitter at rightfoot, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T, and you can sometimes find me on Twitch saying rightfoot. Hoping you were going to put that in there. You can follow me on Twitter, the underscore foot underscore hunter you can follow the show on twitter at footballers pod with a z you can also find us on twitch twitch.tv forward slash footballers pod that's going to do it for this week Uh, if you aren't in the discord get in there click the link in the show notes it's completely free 
can put your hot takes in. We'll talk about them and put you on blast just like we do everybody else. And we don't cut anybody any slack, so don't get your feelings hurt around here. Thanks for jumping in. Catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Emma McKeon is still faster than the shark. Sports Social Podcast Network.